Okay, uh, the title of this series is Do Your Job. It comes from the great theologian Bill Belichick, uh, who uh, is always seen in the, in the back, behind the scenes videos of the New England Patriots of telling his players, do your job. Do your job. All 11 players have a job. The team is successful when all 11 players simply do their job. Don't do less than is expected of you, and sometimes don't try to do more than is expected of you because if you're trying to cover the whole field, you're gonna leave something open and that's not your job. One of the things that has gotten men messed up is we have lost the idea that we have a certain job. We are stewards. Uh, we are responsible for certain things, but we're not responsible for everything. So the one, the one thing we want to do in response to all of the garbage that's being talked about in our culture about toxic masculinity and the dangers of masculinity and, and colleges now that have courses that are trying to emasculate young men when they come into college... Uh, I, mean, I mean, these things are real. We, I mean, we don't have to make this thing up. You, you don't have to be a comedian these days. You just have to pay attention uh, because there are some strange things happening in our culture. So we thought it would be interesting to, okay, okay, let's come back and baseline what it is to be a man as Scripture teaches it. And what Scripture teaches is that we are created in the image of God and we are stewards of his creation. Steward means we do not own it. We do not make it. It is entrusted to us by the master. And our job, our calling, uh, our privilege is to maximize the master's investment for the sake of the master. Success is determined by the master. What we are responsible for is determined by the master. We are stewards of what's been entrusted to us. We're, we're stewards of our garden. We'll talk about that next week. You're given a garden. Notice God did not give Adam the whole world. How many of you think God gave Adam the whole world? He didn't. Garden, so big by so big. You're only responsible for this or this, and you're not responsible for anything else. The thing that we overlook most... And the worst part of our stewardship is the stewardship of self. The problem with not being a good steward of self is that if you are not a good steward of yourself, you're no good to anybody or anything else. You're on an airplane. There's turbulence. The oxygen masks fall from the panel above your head. What are you instructed to do? Put your mask on first. If you are traveling with someone you love, your spouse, a child, what do you instinctively want to do? Put the mask on them. What happens? Both of you pass out. Both of you pass out. Guys... If you're going to be a good steward, if you're going to be a good husband, if you're going to be a good father, if you're going to be a good CEO, if you're going to be a good employee, if you're going to be good at anything else, if you're going to be good for anything else, the first thing you have to do is be a good 
steward of yourself. Treat yourself as valuable as you actually are. Where does your value come from? The first part of your value comes from you're created in the image of God. Why is murder wrong? The Bible tells us murder is wrong because when you strike another human being, you strike the image they bear. So murder is not an attack against another human, but it is an attack against the God who created them. You bear the image. There's something about you that brings a reflection of the Father to all of us. Now, you can't hold the ocean in a thimble, so all of us bring that part of the image that's been entrusted to you and that's been entrusted to me, and together in all of our diversity and all our uniqueness, we make known the person of God uh, in a way together that we cannot do individually. First thing, you're created in the image of God. Second thing, my friends in real estate tell me that something is only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Here's what we know. On the day that the world demanded your ransom, Jesus Christ paid for you with his own life. That's how much you're worth. Your identity, this is who I am. Your destiny, this is what I am called to do, all come from that relationship with Jesus Christ. And it involves the totality of you physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Most of us fail abysmally in taking care of ourselves physically. What does that mean? It means proper rest. All of us need in excess of seven hours of sleep. Now, some of you will say, well, you know, Mike, I really don't. The world tells you you need to get up at 4, 4.30, get to work, get all this stuff done. Do you know sleep deprivation is a form of torture? We know what happens when you don't sleep well. You lose your mental capacities. You start hallucinating. You don't make good decisions when you're tired. In fact, if you're an AA, they will warn you about HALT. You're more likely to drink again if you're dealing with HALT. You know what HALT is? Hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. You have to guard against HALT. Lonely or tired. We do not do a good job taking care of ourselves. We do not rest properly. We do not eat properly. Most of us are digging our graves with our forks. Okay? We do not exercise. Now, I'm not talking about getting in the gym, pumping iron, any kind of stuff. That's great if that's what you want to do. But it's as simple as walking 30 to 45 minutes a day. If most of us did that, we would be much. And there's all kinds of studies about this. Now, the world wants to eat up your time. And social media, uh, you know, I, uh, the Harvard Business Review um, uh, had, a, um, had an article several, several years ago when, when phones were first uh, coming out. And, and they said about the phone that it was upper management's way of making sure that middle managers were never off. 
No matter where you are in the world, we can find you. No matter where you are in the world, we can, we can, we can uh, you know, and mess with you and get you involved in something that's going to mess up your mental flow, okay? You need to take care of yourself mentally, uh, which means you need to be learning, constantly learning something that enthuses, uh, uh, that enthuses you and excites you and, uh, and drives you. You need to be resting mentally. You cannot be geared and tied up to the world 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Have you been reading the cutting edge research of business leaders? They're saying you need to about once a week, they say from the experts, you need to unplug from the world. You know what we call that? Sabbath. The business experts are a couple of thousand years late on this. Okay, part of your rest is keeping Sabbath. What does keeping Sabbath mean? It means a day of rest. It means a day. Do you know where it comes from? It comes from the biblical commands, the Ten Commandments. Okay, did you know that in the world before the Hebrews, there was no concept of the weekend? Did you know that? We have the weekend because of the Jews. Yes. Okay, six days you will, wait, you will work. The seventh you will rest. And nobody who works with you or for you will work. Why? Because you were slaves in Egypt and somebody else told you when to get up, when to go to bed, what to do, where to be, where to go, how to do it. You are now the free children of God. And on the seventh day you will sit down, you will rest, you will enjoy the time with your family and nobody will make you get up and go to work. Gift of the Sabbath. Mentally, emotionally, physically, emotionally. Baptists can guilt people better than anybody. Sure, I went to seminary. I studied systematic theology, New Testament, Old Testament, and how to guilt your congregation. Okay? Deal with your stuff. Deal with your stuff. Maybe you didn't have the best home life. Maybe there's been some kind of trauma. Deal with it, or it will deal with you. That may mean getting a counselor. That's okay. Uh, the only thing a good counselor is, is a good guide. You won't spend as much time in the swamp if you have a good guide. Keep a journal, okay? Get you a cheap notebook and write. It has to be pen and paper, cannot be computer. Do you know this? There's something different about what happens to your brain when you hold the pen and put it on a piece of paper than when you type. Do you know that? It works very, very differently. Uh, and, and don't worry about, I don't know what to write. Write. Uh, your, your mind has all of these thoughts that won't sit down and they won't sit down because they're afraid you'll forget them. And when you write them down, then your mind will relax and say, okay, he's written it down. He's not going to forget me. Then I, and you, and you start looking for patterns. What do I keep writing about over and over? What, what stories keep coming back up? And those are the things you want to find somebody and talk with. 
okay? Uh, find you a mentor. Find you a, find you a good friend who's, uh, who, who's a little further along in the journey. Or find a good counselor. If you need that, Ken Core can help you find some excellent counselors that he's already checked out and that we already trust. Uh, like I say, most of you are smart enough to get through it. You'll get through it a lot faster and with a lot less wasted energy if you have a good guide. Physically, emotionally, spiritually. How do you do in taking care of you? It's not selfish. Do you remember the triangle of the great command? Jesus was asked, what was the great command? Love God with everything you have. Heart, mind, body, heart, mind, soul, everything, everything you have. Love your neighbors, you love yourself. You literally cannot do one without doing all three. If you love God, you will love yourself. God's love will change how you feel about yourself. If you love your neighbor, you cannot love your neighbor well without loving yourself. Okay? So here are the questions for your table. Where do you get your sense of worth and self? How well do you steward you? Knowing that the Father has entrusted you to you, and you had to, as you do in all your accounts, had to sit in front of God and give a report on how you're handling this investment of you, how are you doing? Here's your homework question. If somebody else, somebody smarter, somebody who is a better steward was in charge of you, what would they do differently? If somebody else was in charge of you, what would they do differently to make sure they maximize the master's investment of you? It's not selfish. You're just not any good to anybody else if you don't take care of yourself. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, most of the stories we have are stories just like this, of you with Peter and James and you were walking somewhere, you were sitting somewhere, and one of them would ask you a question and you would teach and what you would say would change the world. So we beg you, just like you did with those guys, come sit with us, hear our questions, talk to us, teach us, Rabbi, that we may be as changed as profoundly and deeply as they were. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you.